Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to turn to the book of Nahum. I wonder how many of you have spent as little time in the book of Nahum as I have before I got ready to do this podcast today. So it's a fascinating book. Nahum is like a sequel to the book of Jonah because it deals with the city of Nineveh, the city that Jonah was called to go preach to in the middle 700s BC. And if you remember, they repented before the Lord. Jonah was upset about that. We learned some things about that when we were studying Jonah. They repented, but their repentance did not last long because in the book of Nahum, the theme is simply that Nineveh, this arrogant capital city of the Assyrian Empire will be destroyed. So Nahum is written sometime between 660 BC and 630 BC. And if you've been following us here, that should be significant to you for at least one reason. And that reason is that this date that Nahum is written is after 722 BC. What happened in 722 BC? The Assyrian Empire took out the northern kingdom of Israel. And the Assyrians are generally the superpower, the big man on campus during this time in history, and they haven't wiped out Judah. They're not going to wipe out Judah because God is going to wipe them out first, but they have taken out the northern kingdom of Israel, Samaria, and they are kind of in control-ish of Judah. And so this message through Nahum from God that Nineveh will be destroyed is very good news. It's very comforting to the people of Judah. Now, what the people of Judah don't yet understand is that God is going to allow the Babylonians to take out the Assyrians, which is why the Assyrians are not going to take out Judah. That's how the Assyrians are going to be destroyed by the hand of the Babylonians. But then the Babylonians will take out Judah. So this isn't, uh, you know, a great ending. This isn't what the southern kingdom of Judah would want to hear, but uh, that's not the point right now. The point is that Nineveh will be destroyed. We're going to read through chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. We're just going to be reminded of some character attributes of God that we've talked about before that are prevalent in these prophets, and uh, then we'll go from there. Chapter 1, verse 1, an oracle concerning Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum of Elkosh. The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries and keeps wrath for his enemies. Let's just stop right there. Uh, Maybe I need to let go of this. Maybe I need to move on. But I've heard too many sermons, messages from Christian leaders in today's culture, where the idea that God is wrathful and vengeful is not popular. Guys, you can't get around this. Our God is a God of wrath and vengeance towards sin. And rather than try to kind of cut that out and kind of clean that up a little bit so that God is more palatable to a culture that's a little bit more sensitive and thin-skinned today, 
We need to stand firm with what the Bible says. God is wrathful and vengeful against sin. And frankly, when we understand that to the degree that it's clearly communicated over and over and over in these prophets, we're going to have a much greater appreciation for the gospel, for the fact that God, despite his wrath towards sin and his vengeance towards sin, which is holy and just and good for a perfect God, despite that, the fact that he would have compassion and mercy to the degree where he would send his son to solve the problem of his wrath for us so that by through faith in Christ we could be clothed with his righteousness, we could have our penalty of death for sin mark paid because of what he did, and we could have God's wrath removed from us because of what Jesus did. That's an amazing, amazing thing. Let's not cut God's wrath out of the picture to make God more politically correct or more feel good. Rather, let's acknowledge that he hates sin and punishes it fiercely, but he provided a way for us to avoid that. Praise God for that. Verse three, the Lord, check this out. After verse two, wrath and vengeance, verse three, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power. And the Lord will by no means clear the guilty. In other words, God is slow to anger. He's not this kind of you know, knee-jerk God who has this crazy short fuse and he just, someone sins and he just blows up and blows them up. God is very patient. He's slow to anger and that's great. And that's why people who sin don't get destroyed immediately like they should, like you and I should, or people who don't know Christ should, because God is slow to anger. His way is in whirlwind and storm. The clouds are dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry. He dries up all the rivers. Bashan and Carmel wither. The bloom of Bev Lebanon withers. These are places that are known for their lush uh, you know, surroundings. The mountains quake before him. The hills melt. Mountains and, and hills are, are viewed as immovable objects in God's created order, yet they can't even stand before the Lord. The earth heaves before him, the world and all who dwell in it. In other words, God in this section is sovereign over all of creation. He could dominate creation, uh, you know, with the snap of, snap of his fingers. Not, not even rocks and mountains and hills can stand before him. Who can stand before his indignation? Verse 6. Who can endure the heat of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire, and the rocks are broken into pieces by him. Rocks being the hardest thing that you can find in creation are just destroyed by him easily. Then check out verse 7. There's such a contrast, but these are both so true. I love this. The Lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him, but with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end of the adversaries and will pursue his enemies into darkness. So for those who know the Lord in a New Testament sense, in a 2021 sense, that means those who have faith in Jesus Christ, he's a stronghold. But for his adversaries, that is those who are sinners and not covered by the righteousness of Christ, he will pursue his enemies into darkness. Now, this obviously has an application back in Nahum's time, and they're talking about the city of Nineveh has application today and back then, says that with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end of his adversaries. You might think, well, wait a minute, I thought that there was never going to be another flood to destroy the earth. Well, that's true. We did learn that after Noah's Ark in Genesis, but 
it doesn't say that he won't destroy portions of the world with a flood, and that's exactly what is going to happen with Nineveh. They are going to be destroyed in part by a flood. God is vengeful towards sin, yet he's compassionate toward his people. Praise the Lord. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.